Hey guys! Welcome back to Opinionated and Underrated. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Ella. And today we're going to be talking about cancel culture, internet persona, internet presence. Are you the main character? Spoiler alert, probably not. Um, but mostly cancel culture. To be honest, I am so, so... Like, hang on, I just want to say I fainted today. <laughs> yeah, just for the record, we literally, we finished with our episode on anger. I don't know when that will be out, but we finished about anger. And Ella stood up, took two steps and just fainted. <laughs> I just blacked out. I was like, I can go home. She's like, no. like, no. We are recording anything for the podcast. I think I got so angry I blacked out. I think that's what happened. Probably worth noting that we took like two hours to eat, drink, relax, lie down. We're fine now. We're okay. I'm fine. I don't know about Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about cancel culture dating. I'm very, very excited about this episode because so many people have requested it. Mm. Every time I'm like, guys, what do you want from us? What do you need from us? We are here to serve you and you only. Someone says cancel culture. And I've been, we have been reluctant to this episode yeah. because there are so many more important things to talk about. Yeah. However, I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, the thing is, as much as this is a very interesting conversation and we are about to contrast everything I'm about to say by then doing a whole episode on cancel culture, yeah. as Elif said, there are so many more important things to talk about than who's getting cancelled, internet drama, mummers, like things like that. And I, But I feel like the difference is we have talked about a lot of those things. And if we were just sitting here bitching about the internet and then not offering any solutions to any wider problems, I'd feel a bit meh. But I think that it's important to have this conversation by weighing up all sides and having a more nuanced conversation, which, you know, is what we do. I have to say, I'm so, so glad we are back on the polls because we had a phase, right, where we just we just we just we didn't do the polls we didn't do the polls we kind of forgot and then it was too late and then it was just like mm. and we, didn't, we didn't give you guys enough time but to be honest we asked really really complex oh they were hard questions we asked you these are the hardest polls yeah I, I don't think I, I had trouble answering these yeah I did I was filling in the question boxes I was like this is really hard exactly so to those of you who did respond and that was quite a lot of you thank you so much because yeah really really insightful you should definitely go and follow our Instagram if you want a bit of an intellectual challenge. Watch our stories. At opinionated and underrated. <laughs> push you to the edge. Push you to your limits. Um, and also rate us 5,000 Apple Podcasts. Oh, yes. We have to say that every episode, so please do it. Please, like, right no, now, one, no one's done it yet. We've all been you saying to, it for so All you long. have to do is pause. Just pause us right now. Go to Apple Podcasts. You know, don't even have to pause. Just, okay, we'll just wait for you. Okay. Okay, now go to Apple Podcasts. You might even be listening to Apple Podcasts. Okay, now, now click on Opinions Underrated. Go to see all episodes. It's alright, give them a bit of time to type it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a long one. And then you have to go to write a review. Five stars. Hello. And if you feel like writing a little review, let's give them something to write. (laughs) (laughs) That's not authentic. It needs to come from their heart. No, you should write. Because last time we got them to write Great Cult would join. This time we should get them to write um, Cancelled. No, no one's going to listen to an episode. No, no, that's bad. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> Let's just get into this episode, right? Yeah. So the first, but just do leave us a five dollar review. We love you. We love you. We love you. Okay, right. So the first question we asked was, do you use shame? Do, sorry, do we use shame as a form of social control? And I think we asked that as more of like a not we as in me and Charlotte, but like a, <laughs> a societal kind of you know control. Eighty-eight percent <laughs> of people said yes. So let's delve into that quickly. Do we use shame as a form of social control? I.e., do we take people's embarrassment, people's guilt, and do we use it as a weapon to control what they do? I think we do. I think I agree. I think I agree because there is such a fine line between shaming people for things and calling out people for things. 
And I think those lines get blurred very often. And yeah. that is where this conversation within cancel, quote unquote cancel culture comes in. I mean, actually, let's define cancel culture first. What would you define cancel culture as? I think it's the environment that we're created, particularly online, where we all jump on a bandwagon of hatred towards someone for... We try and ruin their social persona. We try and ruin sometimes even their career. We they, They've done something that we deem to be problematic or that we don't like. And then as a collective, we try and ruin their social persona and prevent them from doing it again. Shall I read you the dictionary.com definition? I think so. So, cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for, quote-unquote, cancelling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. Oh, so shaming is within the word of... Is in, is in the definition of cancel culture. Yeah. So I think yes, yes is the answer. I think the main problem with cancel culture is that we get so tangled up in like self-righteousness. We are absolutely blinded by it. And even if our intentions aren't completely pure, we want to rip this person to shreds, we want to do this and do that. It's not productive, is it? No. Even if they completely deserve it. I just think... Well, I mean, we'll get to this later about like what is justifiable, like what can we cancel, what isn't justifiable to cancel. Um, but I just want to read some of the explanations that people said under this poll because I think it's really interesting. So someone said that children have a sense of shamelessness compared to adults and teens. When you're younger, you don't care about how other people perceive you. As you grow older, you become more aware of what people think. This can make you more reserved, aware of your actions, or feel shame. Society often shames people into acting a certain way. Jamila Jamil and Beanie Feldstein have a really good talk about this on episode one of I Weigh, which I'm, I still have to listen to that podcast. Yeah, I haven't really listened yet. Yeah, I've got to. Do you like Jamila Jamil? Um, I do, but the thing is, I completely agree with this, and I think in a societal sense of specifically beauty standards, which I think is probably what they talk about on that episode, um, and I think specifically girls we shame into but i'm talking more on like a social media kind of do we i think a little shame is necessary sometimes yeah like do we have to should we have to shame people out of being misogynistic should we have to shame people out of being racist on the internet well ideally no because they should want to do it out of their own merit and their own virtue and seeing the error in their ways and it does pose the question of how much of it is genuine when you are literally forcing people to take a stand against this or that or condemning this or that they're just going to react to what you what they think you want them to do and it doesn't often seem very authentic or genuine you can tell when someone's just saying something because they think that's what you want to hear we asked the question do you think cancel culture does more harm or good and 87 percent of people said harm Mm. i think to be honest i agree i think that a lot of cancel culture can be not productive and not helpful and sort of people go on the defense which is what you know like when you when when you're getting attacked obviously you're, you're gonna get defensive and so people feel defensive but i think there also is that very very small sliver of goodness that comes from it that mm-hmm. is like people so people do realize and people do take accountability and people do actually take the time to learn and try and like you said realize the error of their ways and use their platform for good after they've been quote unquote cancelled but i think that is rare yeah i do not see but there that are i do i do see examples of it happening i just think maybe that is not that is like a, a good side of cancel culture because cancelling someone kind of rids them of any kind of response mm-hmm. you you kind of have to say sorry and you're never seen again yeah 
as much as I can really recognize all the flaws in cancel culture, and I think that's what we're going to be talking about largely this episode, I would just like to say that I do believe that sometimes it is necessary to deplatform somebody. Again, it's all circumstantial, especially if they've got a young fan base, mm. especially if their fan base is impressionable or hateful or has a worrying amount of power. And those don't really go hand in hand either. Of, well, some of them do. But, um, you know, as a creator on the internet, you have more influence and power than you think. And I think this is the thing. I think when you are on the internet, you have a small amount of social capital. So if you don't understand what I mean there, think of it sort of like money, but it's not money. It's like, it's a currency, but it's... It's influence. It's influence. You've got influence points like on The Sims. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got got a certain pack, you'll only get what I mean there. But anyway, you've got influence points and you can grow your influence points by having more people listen to you, more people interact with you, more people approving of what you do. But then if you say something dodgy or you get called out for something, you get cancelled, your influence points take a massive hit, right? And you don't want to do that. And your whole like role of being online is to maintain your influence points and to obtain as many as you can. And nobody wants to have that all come crashing down in front of them, especially if you've built yourself up so far. So I think that creates the problem of a lot of people will just do anything and everything to avoid getting cancelled, which isn't genuine, is it? But I don't think... Okay, yes, I agree that people will do what they can to maintain their quote-unquote social capital, like you say. But, like, is isn't it better... Well, do you think it's better that people are inauthentically not cancellable? Yeah. I don't know what the word would be. Yeah. Like, woke? I don't know what word Inauthentically woke versus authentically shit. Yeah. So would you rather have people genuinely being themselves on the internet <laughs> and in, in in doing so influencing people in that way? Or would you rather people be inauthentic but somewhat acceptable and influencing people that way? Because I don't care if someone i someone is has a large platform and is inauthentically good i'd prefer it no i do care but i prefer it to them being authentically shit because i know that little kids following them are influenced by them well i think i largely agree with you but something that me and my dad always say is that everything in life exists on a spectrum everything in life exists on a spectrum and there is no definitive right and there is no definitive yeah no of course largely so that it is about balancing this scale and just trying to get it to a bit of a happy medium a lot of the time in that it is refreshing to see creators that feel more human and that do mess up there's there's a part of us that loves it when a creator messes up because that's relatable Mm. and that when you are a creator you spend so much of your time crafting this perfect image as we've said on many other podcasts when you're in an online space it's not doesn't have to be reflective of who you are in real life you have a lot of tools at your disposal to handcraft this specific persona that reflects whatever you want it to reflect and when we see like the cracks in this sometimes it feels relatable because you couldn't relate to that persona but you can relate to this human and we do like authenticity Mm. but there's always a line because but too much authenticity, people don't like that. Yeah, as soon as it starts to appeal, appear too ugly, everyone's like, no, that's that's enough of that. But I think I think it really depends on what the ugliness is. So actually, we asked that question, what justifies quote-unquote cancelling someone? We got quite a variety of responses, but the main response I saw was refusal to learn or repetition. Mm-hmm. Repetition seemed to be the number one factor within this. And um, sort of like people, they do something, they apologize and then they do it again and then they do it again and do it again that is when their platform needs to be taken from them it does seem to be a bit of an insult really i think 
the reason that there are so many like petty influencing particularly youtuber like scandals and cancelings is because of that specific thing it's the repetition yeah a couple spring to mind trisha paytas tana mojo gabby hannah i want to talk about this oh my god i okay so i know this is really bad but like my guilty pleasure is watching these like cancel videos and i've literally what like i sat one day played about eight hours of stardew valley and the entire time just watched video upon video upon video of like these like video essays of them being cancelled and things the thing is i really really believe that at that point like specifically trisha and specifically gabby gabby hannah they use the quote-unquote cancel culture to their advantage Mm. to create what you call social capital or, or just not even influence but just attention and they realize that oh shit when i do something cancelable or when i do something that is controversial i get attention and yeah. so they'll do it again and they will be cancelled time and time again and they will come back and they will keep doing it like trisha pater i think trisha pater is a is a unique example because obviously she's had her own mental health yeah. issues to deal with but gabby hannah for instance like yeah it's just, she, they, they become memes they become she's made documentaries on her youtube she milks the shit out of things yes exactly. and we're not talking about petty things like her singing sounding bad and that whole like monster meme like she literally she quite literally exposed a friend's like assault story to the entire internet and refuse to back down or take it down etc etc that's just an example i'm not the best source for all of this but it's just like there is a difference between as we say gabby hannah singing sounding shit in a genius interview versus unearthing trauma so i think for the most part there are creators that will avoid being cancelled but there is always that few minority of just random big creators Mm -hmm. that will time and time again do something cancelable cancelable i'm just gonna make that word now (laughs) and then profit off of it because they do profit off of it every time you comment on their video being like you're cancelled this is so wrong like this is do do you know what i mean they get money off of that trisha paytas is like a masterful troll a lot of these people she's smart so intelligent they know exactly what they're doing they are getting their social capital they are getting their money and they're doing it well and they're doing it effectively and why would they do anything else when they know that this works for them time and time again let's go back to these polls because i'm very interested to see what our listeners said someone said um that being a child predator yep yep i can't argue with that i cannot argue with that um oh for example when they've been repeatedly told not to do it or it's a serious crime e.g tony lopez i would love to talk about tony lopez for a second not just tony lopez but genuinely an entire generation an entire like group of people that's can't that their like cancelable thing is literally grooming like grooming children that is it and we all go up oh, they're cancelled but like no it's actually they a crime. should be in jail isn't it so literally why is there like this wave okay i know there's always going to be child predators but like there seems to maybe it's just coming to light more but like did you see that guy um what's this guy the guy who was on tiktok he's like do better joe robe joe robe um tony lopez james charles all of these people and i'm like what is going on it is so so the the way that it's unearthed is always so interesting because there's always an initial wave of disgust yeah it's like oh my god these are children but then there's memes and then there's like oh keep them away from your kids and it's like why is this the thing that we choose to meme in a like a vast sea of content on the internet there's lots of why things are we memeing meme. yeah. children being preyed upon 
and then moving on with our lives like how this is the problem with cancel culture and just an in- internet presence in general is that we have this like facade of anonymity mm. and then when you combine this with such intense mob mentality you feel untouchable even in real life mob mentality is dangerous like for example people that riot and loot are generally people that wouldn't commit those acts of violence yeah. on their own and i'm not talking about a, like um I'm not talking about justice causes. I'm talking about the general rioters and looters that just do it for the hell of it. Like they um, the storming of the capital. And exactly. Sort of, yeah. They would not commit those acts of violence on their own. I'm fairly confident, most of them. But as soon as they get together, there's something that something just takes over them. And online, you can combine this with the ability to be completely anonymous, to completely lie about who you are. There is no ties to that being you if you don't want them to be. So just go wild. I think it's also interesting the 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 pace of cancel culture mm. because there is always this initial like you said shock of like oh my god that's disgusting like whether it be like you said child predator whether it be any kind of controversial thing that that needs to be cancelled right there is always this initial shock of like that is disgusting that's horrible they need to be cancelled and there is such little follow-up mm-hmm. there is and so yes it looks like there's so much consequence it looks like that they their whole life has been ruined mm-hmm. but really they've been quote-unquote cancelled for one day a week maybe yeah and then nothing nothing's happening and they can resume their life their career their brand deals and just move on now i think that trend cycles in the past like two three years have accelerated beyond belief yeah because i was reading this book called so you've been publicly shamed and it's by john ronson it was i've only got about halfway through i didn't have the chance to finish it it's a really good read so far but from what i can tell is his case studies were things like articles about journalists and high flyers in their careers right the whole of twitter ganging up becoming a like a number one trending hashtag people being fired from their jobs not having any income it was a lot more dramatic yeah. and a lot more permanent than you know just a little a little tiktok oh cancelled because then the trend cycles just move on and someone else does something and it just all gets lost in a sea of right yeah so cancel culture used to be even it used to be more accountable it used to be no we're going to go to your job you're you're not going to like it used to have much larger consequences but now we move on so quickly there isn't even time for consequences no so there's just all the shame without any of the productivity and i'm not saying it's productive to fire someone from their job because i do think that cancel culture as a whole absolutely denies any nuance you don't look at things critically and you don't get an understanding of the full story how can you in the 140 character twitter thread how can you completely understand what that person meant but then again you do think that obviously it's impact over intention so does that really matter like i think it's interesting how we have so much power when we have no connection to these people so for instance that someone someone was being like a racist on the internet and we can go to their job and we can say look this person's been racist they shouldn't be a teacher for instance yeah i think that's perfectly valid yeah completely as much as it's oh poor teacher like can't be a teacher anymore okay well, they shouldn't be teaching children they shouldn't be in a position of power so i think it's i think it's incredible that we now have that power to hold each other accountable yeah it's just it's it's sort of in those in those rare cases when like, oh my god they didn't deserve it you didn't hear the full story but i just yeah i find it i find it difficult to 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 empathize with that yeah, when completely. i know how people can be and i think the benefit of the doubt here in the past we didn't really understand 
the long-term consequences of social media, like how much of a presence you have, how something can stay on the internet forever. Your digital in, footprint, for Your instance. digital footprint. Well, we'll talk about that later. But in 2010, no one really understood that very fully. In 2021, we are so aware of that. So we are very careful about what we say. And there's mm. a less opportunity for things like a problematic tweet you made as a 15-year-old because most 15-year-olds, luckily, know better because they have exposure to case studies of things that have happened in the past and education and things like that and generally i don't think you see it as much i think there's a conversation around how some people feel that it's unfair for children to grow up on the internet that they can't make mistakes people Mm. are saying okay well i shouldn't have to be cancelled for something i said as a 14 year old it shouldn't be dragged up from the past just because it's on the internet do you think it's fair should we be cancelling for things that children have said Bef- not children but like things that people have done in their past before kind of cancel culture was a thing because we asked you know like we said what justifies cancelling someone someone said if it's a recent mistake made after the thing became socially unacceptable so mm. should people be held accountable for things they did when it was still socially acceptable this is a really hard one because i've i will say it like so so many times it is always impact over intention even if you intended it to be a throwaway comment completely harmless even if no one would have disputed it at the time you could be having a negative impact 10 years later without even meaning to however you can't deny the fact that at the time that wasn't necessarily the intention but again i don't think intention matters it's a really hard one and i think it's circumstantial basically and i also think that it is a bit more understandable from a young like a young young person someone who's still finding their feet their political agenda whatever whatever but then people use it as an excuse for what they said when they were 25 instead of 35 yeah and what's the difference obviously society is evolving really quickly now and things are very quickly becoming socially unacceptable and i think that on a large scale that's a good thing because it makes it easier for a lot of people who would be negatively affected by any stereotypes or things perpetuated by that comment i think it again it exists on a spectrum and it is really important to weigh up a lot of factors but i do think that there is something very dismissive about being like oh my god it was 10 years ago i was only 15 get over it because it's easy for you to say that right it's easy for you as probably i'm talking to a largely white audience who'd be like oh my god yeah like maybe it's a bit racist now but the times have changed Mm. you're not the one who's going to be affected by that you weren't the one 10 years ago you're not the one now i think that we really need to try and contextualize it a lot of the time because of course it doesn't matter to you of course it doesn't matter to you but you've got to empathize with the people that it might matter to my main question is should people be cancelled for things they did in the past I've really danced around it. Yep, that's um, why I'm asking you again. I know. Should people be cancelled for things they've done in the past? It depends. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It depends. Not everything is black and white, like you said, at the spectrum. I think it just, I think it's, yeah, it's so difficult. And I think it also really depends on the present version of the person. Agreed. If you can definitely see, like, an active change, not only in, like, what they say, but what they do. you can you can kind of get a vibe off of a lot of people and if you think that there's genuine growth there then that's a positive thing but you can tell when they just they it's still them but they've just concealed it now i actually just want to go back to that poll about does um cancel culture do more harm than good because we had a really good response from one of our listeners i want to say thank you for taking up the time to actually you know write like a full-on dm so i want to say thank you for appreciated but um they said they said it really depends because now it's turned shallow 
Cancel culture started with, hey, this isn't okay, let's speak to their employer or school because these people shouldn't be allowed to be praised when they're racist, etc. And now whenever you critique someone, especially someone who's popular to straight young men, it's just put down to crazy cancel culture and there's no apology. But I agree that cancel culture is sometimes extreme or unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it goes back to that question about um, you know, critiquing cancel culture and whether that denies accountability because they said that they found this issue occurs a lot as well, speaking as someone who is biracial. When women, and especially black women, bring up an issue we're being passionate about, let's say erasure of black, dark skin characters in media, and we're just called loud and crazy. I had an interesting Twitter interaction today and basically this man had made a a, a YouTube a YouTube video being like, and the clickbait was, are black women crazy or do they have a point about erasure? And basically she said to him, she said, oh, you know, she'd explained like why this is wrong and why she shouldn't exploit a stereotype as clickbait. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a very rare and nice reaction because yeah. he said, oh my God, you're so right. Let me change it. And he actually changed the title of the video. Yeah. I don't know. That, it's weird though, because it doesn't, it doesn't sit right that he thought that was okay to do in the first place because I, I just, it doesn't, surely you're not stupid surely you you can probably see and he just thought oh shit i've been called out i should probably change it now i don't know though i think if he i think if he thought that to be honest i i think like you said obviously it's always impact over intention but i don't think the intention was to i think the actual video was yes that black women do have a point Mm. about erasure but he made that because it is a well-known stereotype and that would draw people in but the the problem is that he used a stereotype as clickbait yeah as clickbait yeah um and i think it's a rare interaction because usually if you were to call someone out like that they would get defensive or they'd be like you're a crazy cancel culture which would have been like like our listener said ironic in the first place yeah completely i also think it's interesting that 33 percent of our listeners said that critiquing cancel culture doesn't deny accountability I don't trust anyone that like makes a big song and dance out of how much they hate cancel culture. Yeah. If you're screaming from the rooftops, I hate cancel culture, I hate cancel culture, oh my god, you're going to cancel me. Yeah. I'm immediately suspicious because it's like, well, what issues have you been exploiting that are cancelable? Like, I know people get cancelled for stupid things, but I think we're all in agreement that on the whole, there's a common thread. Yes. And it's like, if you're aware that you could fulfill one of those boxes, like, are you not embarrassed why are you like why are you telling everyone about it yeah it's just weird when that is kind of their main main like issue with the whole thing it's oh my god cancel culture cancel culture but i think there was an opposing view here that i kind of do agree with they said no because cancel culture forces apologies out of people when they don't mean it yeah so is accountability is it accountability if it's not authentic well, I think you do you need... have to hold yourself accountable to be accountable, or is it enough that other people hold you accountable? Is the question I'm I'm having. I think you need to hold yourself accountable, and I think you need to mean it. Otherwise, you are just again constructing your persona in a way that you think people will want to like view it. You think people want to see an apology, so you give an apology. Mm. Doesn't matter. Like if you don't if you don't mean it, doesn't matter. Like it's what the people want. The people want you to apologize, so you're going to apologize. That's the wrong approach. I think there's absolutely no point putting in that much like because if you've been cancelled you're trying to come back from a cancelling that's Mm. a lot of effort I can imagine yeah just like you've got to do and say a lot so it kind of baffles me why you put in that much effort if you didn't mean a word of it okay no I see what you mean the thing is again when we're online we have this really false sense of anonymity and we think that we have we do have a lot of collective power but we think we have the power to ruin a person ruin their life ruin their job and i guess in exceptional circumstances we do 
But on the whole, we can't ruin a person. We can ruin a persona. We can strip it down. We can blow it to smithereens. We can really abolish that persona. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's still a person with an existence who's going to go to bed and eat their food and live their life. And we've had our little bit of fun. We've got this sense of self-righteousness and we've served justice. But have we really? Have we? Because who are we helping? If they've been racist, are we helping the community that they've harmed? No. Are we just making life harder for them and making them less likely to empathise and understand? Probably. Is cancel, is cancel culture going to help them learn? No. If we just all excessively like, let's ruin your life, ruin your job, etc. Mm. Like, it, it's a sticky one because you don't want people like that in positions of power because that's dangerous and that's not, there's not fit for it. They don't deserve it. But is it our duty to help them learn? Is it our duty to educate them? Or do we just deplatform them? I think cancel culture largely depends on the reaction of the person being cancelled. Mm-hmm. As in, if you've tried to hold someone accountable and they have denied it and they've said, no, no, like, I'm, no, I'm, I haven't done anything wrong. Like, what? And they're making excuses and they haven't just said, yes, you're so right, let me learn and moved on. Then I think that calls for a, counsel- a cancelling. <laughs> Let's call the council because I think that calls for a counsel- cancelling. Wow. <laughs> tongue twister doesn't it really feel like a sort of like a mid-century like stoning in a town square yeah gathering gathering around throwing their stones watching the person flail unfollowing them yeah blocking them but the irony of it is it's not an unfollow it's not a block it's it's a hateful comment it's a distasteful meme or like video or whatever modern day it's more like memes isn't it because that's quite a large culture I think you're right about the whole persona thing and how we're so much more aware of our digital footprint and the way, although I have to say, a lot of people are also not very aware of their digital Mm -hmm. footprint. But do you think that's going to come back? Like even the little things, like just a comment on a TikTok. Do you think, because I know that so often parents will be like, be careful what you post on the internet, it's going to affect your job later. But do you think now with, I guess, 20 year olds and 30 year olds becoming our employers, right? Mm -hmm. So by the time we're employable, all those old people sorry like the people who weren't on the internet nowadays aren't going to be employing us oh i guess they are but like you know what i mean right yeah people in our generation they're our employers so do you think it will matter so much our digital footprint i think digital footprint is going to matter less and less and less as the years progress purely because more people are getting internet access therefore more people are posting dodgy things on the internet and i have seen a bit of a resurgence in shock value humor recently Mm. so it's a lot more commonplace for people to not in an offensive way i don't well i guess in an offensive way too but also things that are really just like explicit or overly sexual people just say it for the laugh i see it normalized a lot especially on websites and apps with really fast trend cycles like tiktok they all come and they go and i guess that makes us think that what we say is more meaningless than it is but when you've got a, over a billion people on TikTok, how how are you going to find a comment? I think I disagree. I think now that there are more people using um, things like TikTok, like things like Instagram, I think digital footprints are going to matter even more because it's our life. It, it like that is we spent a really good part of our life on the internet. That that is a very big um teller of who we are and i think companies and um employers are going to use that as as part of narrowing down who they're going to employ or not yeah because it's very easy to go on facebook and be like oh my god this person has uh, pictures of them drinking with their friends and this person has pictures of them 
with their dog on the beach let's go for the person with the dog on the beach but now that you have like the world of every single comment you've ever made every single tiktok you've made at your fingertips i think that's even more like people are going to want to use that Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think they can i also think that a lot of people the more people stop caring about digital footprint the harder it is to use it against us because Mm. if you're going for an entire pool if you're empl- if you're employing people and all of them are Gen Z, chances are a lot of them had things like TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, mm. and a lot of them were involved in those trends. So if all of them have the same level of like exposure on TikTok, and I mean nothing completely outrageous, but just things that are a little bit that you wouldn't feel comfortable posting 20 years ago. If all of them have done that, you can't afford to use that against them because then you'd have nobody to employ. Yeah, I guess that's true. But there are always going to be those people who haven't. And so you would yeah. pick them, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's... Well, I think... I think there is going to be software where they can use our digital footprints against us. And oh, completely. So I think, why they'll, I think they? they'll try. They still have it. They have it now. They have the software now. It's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. So why... they? I think they will. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we asked you guys, if you were to be cancelled, what would you be cancelled for? <laughs> this was a joke question. This was a joke question. I'm a communist. Um, probably, probably my nudes, um, past mistakes, past things, being hot. That's <laughs> being hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's our listeners, communists and hot people. Apparently, I love it. I think that does also go back to the question of should we be canceling people for their past mistakes? But I don't know. Oh my god, it's so this gray. Is the problem. It's such a grey area. This is and the not problem. even black. Like there is, I cannot even be like to this extent. I can't even history essay my way out of it. I do I just don't know what I do not I do not know. Yeah. I think that the main takeaway is that this is really circumstantial and that there is not a one size fits all solution. So it's both it's it's good to bear in mind both when we're blindly condemning someone to a public shaming mm. that it is never black and white. But also when we're like, Oh my god, no, cancel culture is so harmful, it's so bad. There are, there are exceptions where someone absolutely needs to be deplatformed as quickly as possible because the amount of influence they have yes. is being exerted in dangerous ways. I think this was a good conversation. Yeah, I think it's important to have these conversations, but in their entirety, because it's easy to extract and extrapolate the bits of this conversation that yes. benefit you and then use that to like back up why it's okay that you said a slur. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. Please leave us a review if you're feeling like it. Honestly, please do. Again leave the review go on go do it just go do it right now apple podcast we're listening up we're listening to you a little song whilst whilst you do it Uh, (laughs) okay i didn't sign up for this Uh Um, can you feel the love tonight love is the evening brings (laughs) (laughs) okay hopefully you've done it by now can you yeah anyway thank you so much um also i just want to say thank you to our listeners because oh, you have been going above been and beyond recently above and beyond and i just whenever i feel sad i just go and read your messages i literally do that you're so amazing and i love you all and i mean the people like i mean everyone that interacts with all the polls but the people that dm us oh and- your dms oh my God. melt my soul just so you know we know you all by name yeah and we refer to you on a first name basis you do not want to see our text messages because all we're doing is <laughs> oh my literally God, you see what <laughs> Oh my god, I love so We're just drawling over you guys. Yeah. So thank you. Not so- in a creepy way. <laughs> we love you so, 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 Hope so much. Hope you enjoyed the serenade. Thank you so much. We will see you in a fortnight. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh. <laughs>